What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily. This one, of course, is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Gamer Tag Radio's Danny Pena. Hello, Danny. Hello, Greg. Long time, man. Long time. Finally, I'm on the show, man. You know, so thank I you for the invite, man. Oh, first off, thank you for coming through. I can't believe I said I was, earlier, I was like, oh, you've done this show before. You're like, no, yesterday was my first appearance. I <laughs> kind of funny. I was like, oh, my God, that is outrageous. Because you are, of course, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio. Uh, like, I think of people who podcast all the time and have done so fa- fantastic with it. I think of you, and I can't believe that we've just been around each other a lot, that I, I thought you've been on Kind of Funny more than you have. Uh, if, somebody, okay. if somebody doesn't know you, who are you? What's Gamertag? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a podcaster. I've been podcasting now for, it's going to be 16 years. I started back in Jeez. 2001 uh, just testing um, with internet radio because I had a show back then for Fanny Star Online during the Dreamcast days. Yeah, and, yeah uh, of course and, yeah. Who didn't? Yeah, yeah. So then, <laughs> so then, yeah, so I started doing that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're now we have like over a thousand episodes. We've been covering games. And uh, we had Phil Spencer. You guys covered it on the show too. Sure did, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had him uh, back in February. And uh, actually, in 2015, I also got inducted to the Podcast Hall of Fame, uh, first Latino to to get the award, man. So, yeah, I'm really into podcasting, just want to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you're really into video games, too. Again, uh, 16 yeah. years. I'm like, oh, yeah, you've been on this show before. <laughs> you're like, no, I haven't. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the, oh, by the way, I have a background here because I got inspired by Blessing. You know, I heard he's a huge Halloween fan. So I have the smoke and everything. I just want to say that real quick. Wow, I really didn't expect it from you. I didn't expect smoke. the immediate the dunk. You know what I mean? I didn't. Wait, expect he's got that. a smoke machine. He. That's well, you know cool. what? But did Spirit cool. Halloween hit him up too and say, "I hear you're the biggest fan, and here's a bunch of free stuff, huh?" Hey, man, shout out to him. <laughs> I'm not. I refuse to give Blessing a shout out for that. I'll let you know right now. I will. Um, obviously, you just gave the truncated version. Right now, uh, the kind of funny podcast has a new episode up. It's episode 92, being Latinx and breaking into the games industry. Uh, I'm halfway through it right now. I was listening to you guys beforehand. And uh, as you'd expect from somebody who's been podcasting for 16 years, your stories are fascinating. <laughs> Hearing about you at the launches, what you got, how it happened, how like using different file services to get podcasts up. like It's awesome. What a great listen. So Everybody check that out. It's hosted by Andy. It's got an entire uh, ca- cast of uh, Latinx people because, of course, this is kind of funny. It's Hispanic Heritage Week. Uh, if you didn't know, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. It's winding down right now. And Mario Rivera hit us up on Twitter and was like, hey, you guys should do something for it and maybe have me on. And we said, that's a great idea. Why don't we do an entire week, have a whole bunch of different show takeovers? Uh, you know, right now you can go see We Have Cool Friends with Golden Boy Alex Mendez. Uh, tomorrow, it's another, or tomorrow, Tim's recording another We Have Cool Friends that'll go up on a Friday with Lucy Camp. Obviously, a bunch, a bunch of different hosts all over uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily. And, of course, this Kind of Funny podcast with a whole bunch of new faces on there that I'm so interested in. So, Danny, thank you for making the time to come hang out with us. No, no, thank you for, for doing this and highlighting a lot of uh, Latinos in, in, the, in the video game industries, man. So we definitely need that more out there from, from everybody, man. So Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, even just the fact that I think of you as so synonymous with video game podcasting, and then I'm sure there's a bunch of people who don't are meeting you for the first time throughout this, which is crazy to think about. But everybody go listen to Gamertag Radio. I'm sorry, Danny, that you have to work so closely with Paris Lily. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, that we let me tell you, man, I I got in better with podcasting because of Paris too, man. And all the co-hosts, Peter, man. So shout out to them, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that one I will give a shout out to. Paris, obviously, is fantastic. Like, I'm just giving him a hard time. Unlike Blessing, who is a piece of trash. But I digress. There's no time to waste, ladies and gentlemen. We have tons to talk about. Uh, it turns out that Assassin's Creed Valhalla sounds super rad. PlayStation's changing parties. And Xbox and GameStop's relationship is deeper than we thought. We're going to get into all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Uh, if you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can give us your questions, comments, your concerns, and of course, your squad up requests. If you go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the ultimate version of the show that means no ads that means the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and a bevy of other different perks like getting your name read on this very show however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're live uh you could be like yarjun frankfurter blessing Ju- god damn it blessing juniors there he's in the chat right now i know blessing no, don't you're you're with me today. All right. Don't worry about blessing. All right. Don't be like that. 
fake Halloween fan getting in my head. Uh, if you're on Twitch, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Rooster Teeth and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Uh, housekeeping for you. I voted today. Yeah, I'm hitting on the right side there. I'm wearing my Snowback Mike shirt, but I voted today. I want you to vote too, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to vote.org slash kind of funny. If you are an American citizen, head over there. Of course, you can make your vote plan there. Uh, you can re- check if you're registered. Some states you can still register in. Uh, what I think is really cool about vote.org slash kind of funny, which is just vote.org, obviously, is the fact that if you are under 18, you can register there so that when you turn 18, they will just drop you a text message link and you can go in and register right away and have one less thing to think about and try to remember about. But I Obviously, I encourage everyone to get out and vote this year. Um, we got a lot of streams, too, uh, this week. Uh, today, or immediately following Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, myself, uh, Andy, and the fake Halloween fan, Blessing Jr., will be playing Second Extinction. Again, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, maybe on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames later. Tomorrow, 11 o'clock, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily, me, Joey, and Kevin are playing Untitled Goose Game, trying out the co-op that in that. That's a sponsored stream. And then Friday, after Games Daily, me and Blessing are playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends and seeing what that's all about. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Tom Bach. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, DoorDash, and Bespoke Post. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, Danny, what is this? And why did you send me this giant bottle of alcohol? <laughs> that is a very popular rum in the Dominican Republic. It's called Brugal Añejo. So okay. uh, if you, we should take a quick toast, man. Because, you know, okay, we're here. Sure. Yeah, you're down. Now, so is okay, it, even- do I shoot it or do I sip it? Yeah, you could, you could, you could shoot it. You can okay. shoot it if you want. And I also that, have, no, but uh, no, 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 no. You did that thing where you're like, should I do this or do that? Like, I guess you could do that. Like, what do I do? Should I sip it and no, enjoy take it? A, yeah, yeah. Take take a take a shot. Take a okay. shot. And I also have a Dominican beer here. It's called Presidente. So okay, that sounds yeah. Good. I was I was I'm gonna send you this also next time. So there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, because there will be a next time. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm using. Definitely. If you didn't know, I'm using a Ghostbuster shot glass because I'm a big fan of ghosts and the. And I Halloween. love Ghostbusters. Love Ghostbusters. That's man. my manner right there. Right. Cheers, Danny. Cheers, man. All right. Another, another, another. (laughs) Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. (laughs) Eight items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Kevin again is broadcasting from the Hindenburg as he slowly tumbles to the ground. Um. Number one, uh, we're starting with a segment I call Video Games Are Cool. Uh, if you didn't know, we're in the throes here of the holiday, of the run-up to the holiday launch, the new gen, everything else. Today, Danny, a bunch of different previews dropped, uh, mainly for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, sites and uh, personalities and influencers got to go hands-on with like six hours of content. Ubisoft hit us up and said, we know you're a big fan, Greg. Do you want to come in and play the, the four to six hours or whatever content? And I was like, man, do I? I do not have four to six hours to do it. But, and I'm sold, just send me the game. Like, you know, what I mean? these final previews, I always enjoy, uh, Danny. But mm-hmm. we're going to get the game, what, in like three weeks? Like, do I need to go out there and spend that much time with it? Yeah, yeah. I also uh, got to be part of that virtual event, too. But I said the same thing. I can't play for six hours. There's no way. I, I want to... Want to be surprised when I play for the first time too, you know. Once yeah, it comes me out too. Right but I did something nah. different. I did connect it, the Xbox Series X controller, uh-huh. and I started playing with that instead of the regular Xbox One controller. Oh, nice! Yeah. Look you, at you know, just you know, just prepare for next gen. You know, sure. Yeah, you get, you get the feel. Get the feel of sticks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we don't want to spoil a lot of stuff, but I do have tidbits both on Assassin's Creed Valhalla from those previews, and then Miles Morales, where people are talking about everything that's happening over at Game Informer, which was breaking as we went live yesterday. So. Let's start with some tidbits about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm jumping in at GameSpot's preview. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the first game in the franchise to tell its story in more of a loop, where you're returning to your settlement after every mission in order to pick up the next one. As a result, its story is divided into individual two- to three-hour chunks. Valhalla isn't one long adventure like previous games. It's individual stories that ultimately add up to one final conclusion. Quote, the inspiration came from the Viking sagas themselves, uh, the sagas of Icelanders. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's narrative director, Darby McDivitt, said, yeah, 
uh, told me, uh, quote, the, the sagas are not told like the typical hero's journey that you get in most Western literature, a three-act structure, a rise and fall, and a call, uh, the call to action, and then the refusal of the call. The sagas are actually more episodic moments in a character's story, and you follow them through a long period in their life. It typically follows them uh, from birth to death, but it's not about having a single driving plot. They feel more like life, how life really is, which is uh, just a series of character building uh, inc incidences. Yeah, I think so. And uh, that orbits some themes. The alcohol is hitting hard. Uh, <laughs> how life really go. is, which is just a series of character building incidences uh, that orbit some themes. Um, I was already excited for Valhalla. Valhalla. Obviously, I got to play it back around whatever Ubisoft forward where they did all the hands-on where we got to go do it and stuff. Danny, this gets me even more excited. What does it do for you? Very, very excited. The, the thing that I like about this game more than the previous game is this not there's no grinding. It doesn't feel like you have to grind like last time. It took me yeah. forever to level up my character, and I'm, I'm really excited to play this, man, for, for the Series X, man. Yeah, I love the much. idea that they're going and tackling it this way with these things. Because for me with Odyssey, it was that idea that even though there was a large plot, and like you're talking about, there was a section where it was like, all right, cool, you got to be way high level to do this. Mm -hmm. There were beats to it that changed the way the narrative worked. Where, remember, like, spoilers, obviously, early or very early on, you start off, you're like, oh, this whole game's going to be about trying to find my father. But then you find your father very early, and then the, the, it, the, you know, it mutates again and goes in a different direction of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. For, I think, so many of us, and especially for people who got so turned off by Odyssey, by how big it was. People called it bloated. There was just, you know, not much going on. Two to three hours of episodic content inside the game sounds like a great idea, right? Because it is mm -hmm. something you could knock out in a night or over two, but you also know there's a definitive start and end to what your adventure is going to be that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that because, look, I, I love games like The Witcher. It's very, it's very open world, very big. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that just don't have the time to to do every single quest, every mission. They want something short. Like one game that I really like um, is The Outer Worlds. That game is yeah. short. It's not that long, but yeah. it's one of my favorite games that came out last year. You know, so yeah, that yeah. was. I remember when I beat The Outer Worlds. Like you, they had said ahead of time, like this isn't like you know Fallout New Vegas. It isn't this giant thing. Mm -mm. It was when I beat it, it was like, oh, man, that was like manageable. That was like, you know, I yeah. was reviewing it and I played a bunch like over a, a week. But it was like, OK, cool, you're done and you can put it down and move on to something else or mm -hmm. do another playthrough, make the different choices, go through and do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, IGN had some other stuff on Assassin's Creed 2. I thought this was interesting. The default character setting for Assassin's Creed Valhalla has you play as both male and female versions of Eivor with the gender changing at different points in the story. In a series of promotional videos called Unleash Your Inner Viking, published here on IGN, it was revealed in Chapter 2 that there are actually three choices for Eivor when starting the game. Female, male, or let the animus decide. The animus, of course, is the machine that allows a person uh, to experience the past through the use of genetic memory. Uh, IGN's article goes on further. Somebody, they were getting questioned on this, uh, Ubisoft, of what this actually means. And I think it was the director was very clear of like, it means that, choose the animus or let the animus decide is the canonical thing we're doing here. And that's something again, that isn't news unto itself. When we did the preview and you got to switch between, you could switch in the game between female or male Avor and being asked then it was this idea that, Oh, you know, instead of making a, a choice like you do with Cassandra, uh, this is much more that we actually don't have the, we don't know that much of history. So it could be either or. And so I love this idea of, giving you a reason that you'd be switching between them, letting you have the choice if you don't want to do that, but also mm -hmm. saying, hey, canonically, this is what it is. See, with a, the every time we went to the event, even from the previous one, I was always choosing a female character because I wanted to try out something different instead of, you know, typical men characters every single game. Yeah. And, uh, and this one, I think I'm going to go with the female character too, but I like this, this idea. I really, really like this, man. Yeah, really I cool. thought that that was the, you know, it was interesting, but then also mm -hmm. a weird thing in terms of canon, right, for Odyssey, which is a game I, I adored, obviously. But I chose Cassandra, and it was so Cassandra. But then to talk to somebody who chose her brother, and it was cool to have those differences in dialogue or choices or whatever and how it all played out. But it was also like, oh, like it's weird that you're playing this game that is so story-oriented, but it could go either way and do whatever. I like how they're wrapping it in this time, and especially letting you be fluid throughout. Yeah, You know what I'd like, too, the, from Cassandra? I love the voice actress in that, in that one. More than the, the more than the male character, 
hundred percent. I'm right there with you. And for yeah. me with Avor, it was the same thing where I, you know, yep. I historically usually pick the female option, whether I'm creating something I want it to look like Taylor Swift or Supergirl, or, you know, I'm playing through it and just want something different. I thought Cassandra reminded me so much of Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. for this one, when we did the demo, which nanobiologist points out was back in July, uh, it was the idea that I sat down. I was like, you know what? For this one, I'm going to try the, the the male out. And so when I did that and they're like, oh, you can change whatever. I switched over to female Avor and immediately thought she was just for something about her clicked more with the story and what was going on for me. That's why I think when I get the choice in chapter two, I'm going to pick to play female the entire way. Yeah, same here. Same here. I think I'm going to do that. I haven't, I haven't tried the male character yet at all. So yeah, I'll give it a um, uh, on top of that, like I was saying, uh, Game Informer's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales coverage has begun dropping. There's a few tidbits out there I want to call out. Uh, Shinobi on Twitter boiled a whole bunch of stuff down and said this. Spider-Man Miles Morales Game Informer impressions. PS5 performance mode is a dynamic 4K 60 frames per second. PS5 fidelity mode is 4K 30 frames per second. Ray tracing and other improved visuals. Uh, no load screens, even when fast traveling. And that the Game Informer was very impressed with the ray tracing. GameSpot's breakdown of Game Informer. Again, go to Game Informer. I resubscribed yesterday to get the digital edition. Uh, Game uh, GameSpot breaking down Game Informer writes this. While the new game is set to showcase both Peter Parker and Miles Morales' Spider-Men, as revealed in past teasers, Miles doesn't have to share the spotlight as the only playable character doesn't have to share the spotlight as the only playable character in the game miles also has his own unique set of animations that are a little sloppier than peter's showing his learning curve as a new spider-man other details revealed include that fact that spider-man miles morales will include some surprise villains that haven't been announced uh, with the game featuring even bigger set pieces than its predecessor overall the sequel promises to be more than just a reskin of the 2018 game with improvements on gameplay and whole new features such as quote friendly neighborhood spider-man app or i'm sorry friendly neighborhood spider app that uses the dual senses touchpad danny how are you feeling about miles morales I'm very excited about it. I'm very, very excited. Now, now the thing is, I haven't pre-ordered my PlayStation Five yet. I'm you Xbox fanboy. Wait, no, hold on, hold on. No, I, what I'm planning to do is because I'm waiting for uh, Ratchet and Clank to come out. So mm, mm. I'm gonna get it sometime early next year. So that's when I get it. That's what I did when uh, PlayStation Four came out. Uh, I did it for Infamous Second Son. Hell yeah, that's when I got it. So I'm probably gonna do that. Get Ratchet and Clank and uh, get Spider-Man Miles Morales and try it out. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I, super, I, super. But I know this, but I know this game is going to be short. It's not going to be as long as the original Spider-Man game. Does that stick in your craw? Do you care about that? Like for me, no. a ten to twelve hour experience. I'm like, sure, cool. That's fine. Yeah, that, I think that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, as long as it has a great story. Yep. And and more stuff to do, like from like side quests. I'm I'm done with it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Is I hope it's got a, a great story. I think you know, as somebody who loves Miles Morales from the comics, but then even into the Spider Verse, like he's on such a upswing right now. No pun intended. That it'll be interesting to see this bring it, bring him and his uh, family and, and his culture to so many different other people, to different fans who haven't seen that or haven't read into it. Yeah, and it's a perfect time that Game Informer released uh, Miles Morales on the cover. You know, right at the same time when Hispanic Heterage Month is going on too, yeah. you know? So I think that's yeah. perfect timing, man. So props to, props to them for doing that. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to play it. Can't wait to see it. And the screenshots they put out yesterday, oh my God, were gorgeous. That, like, yeah, it looks really good. Really, really good. And I love yeah. the cover too. The cover of the magazine looks oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. go to Game Informer and check it out. Tell Andrew Reiner I sent you. And, and tell Tim that yeah, I can't believe he didn't know how to pronounce Andrew Reiner yesterday. Anyways, I digress. Number two on the Roper Report, uh, there's a PS4, PS4 system update 8.00 is dropping today, and it is once again prepping you and the PlayStation Network for the PlayStation 5. Uh, the quick stuff goes like this. It's adding new avatars. It's adding the mute all mics from quick menu uh, option, which, is, of course, is fantastic simplified and more flexible parental controls then enhanced two-step verification of course two-step verification always ex- already exists in playstation but they say they're going to start supporting a third-party authenticator apps uh, as an option during the activation flow and uh, two-step verification sign in across ps4 mobile and web then they're removing the event creation and private community creation tools uh and on top of that updates the remote play app and on mobile and PC. The description there reads, this is written by Sid Schumann over on the PlayStation blog. At the same time as 8.00, the existing PS4 remote play app on mobile, Windows, and Mac uh, will change its name to PS Remote Play, and the option to connect a PS5 will be added. You'll need to sign in uh, to PSN from your PS5 to be able to access this feature, so sit tight until the PS5 launches this November. However, 
the big thing that is in this uh, and may not even be a big thing that anybody else cares about, but for PlayStation Faithful, I saw a lot of tweets about it today. Following this update, party and messages will be more tightly linked together and you will see changes to the UI. Both apps will now use the same groups of, and this is in quotes, groups of players for party voice chats and text or, um, and message exchanges instead of having different groups uh, set up across two different apps. So now you can start a party chat or send a message to the group you've previously chatted with across PS4 as well as PS5 when it launches. I thought that was good news. I saw a lot of people angry that these things are being combined and that you can't, there was one guy who was tweeting me that you can't invite strangers anymore, which if that's true is great for me because the, the, when they added the group thing, it totally broke messages for me where I can't even do it. Cause I'm in a thousand groups that people added me to for no reason. However, yeah. Yeah. on top of all this GameSpot reports, there have been some reports that the new update has made it harder to access friends list with many users reporting air WS 44369-6 messages when attempting to do so. So update with caution, even though I'm sure that'll be fixed enough. Dan, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, I was saying that that's good at making it a lot easier too. And, and, and having two separate apps, I think it's confusing. And plus getting, yeah. uh, getting a lot of those random messages too was pretty annoying. And that also happened with Xbox, like in the... A couple of years ago, too, man. So it was pretty, it was really annoying, man. But yeah, I think this is good. But the one thing that I, I do want from PlayStation is start talking more about the console because I feel like yes. Xbox has been very aggressive sending sending consoles to content creators and press. Totally. But I would, I would love to see more of that from PlayStation because we only seen, um, only the Japanese content creators got to see the, the system in Japan, you know, but they couldn't even touch the console. Like they weren't even allowed to do that, you know? So, yeah, let 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 people try it out, man. You know, because yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of people that are very excited about PlayStation Five, man. So. There's two different lines of conversation I want to have with you about it, but jumping off of this one is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, and that's the thing is you're so anchored in Xbox, right? Like that's your uh, bread and butter. That's what you know you're famous for talking about, as you should be because you're an expert. Mm-hmm. Like I have been amazed i knew microsoft and xbox would be hungry at the start of this generation i knew that we already saw them with game pass and all the other programs they've been doing doing pro consumer things and doing things in a radically different way but when it was like i got the email that was like hey we were going to send you guys an xbox series x in you know the end of september it was like wait what like you're that early you're sending this thing out and it's like yeah we want people to have impressions of we want you to have all this different stuff and it was like what a brilliant move in what a weird year 2020 is. And mm-hmm. to your point now, it makes it so interesting even for me where I've talked about this publicly of like, you know, we're talking about Assassin's Creed. We're talking about Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs codes for review should be dropping anytime now. Yeah. And if they hit me up and they're like, yeah, we have codes that, you know, will be, you know, the Xbox Series X versions or whatever. And I'm like, I'm probably going to take that code because, yeah, why not play a, a next gen game? Why not see what it's all about? Yeah. But see, Greg, you guys cover a lot of PlayStation content. You even yeah. have a, an official podcast, too, about it. Why not give you guys access to, hey, try out the PlayStation? But I feel like nobody from here in the States has seen the console at yeah. all. Yeah. Only in Japan, right? So I, I, want, I want them to make the change. Because, look, if you compare what's going on now and 2013 with Sony, Sony was like, they were aggressive back mm-hmm. then, around that time, right? It was the yeah. price. People, they were talking a lot about the console. I don't get that. I don't get that anymore from, from them from, from this time around. It's that interesting thing where I, we've talked about this on PS I Love You this week. And it's, we're actually going to, I want to double back for the other point I want to make about this thing. But mm-hmm. in terms of this, it, I've said it before PlayStation, no matter what generation, even when they're beaten down, they love being king shit. And I yeah. think that this is such a th- thought process for them because the, the argument we keep having is like, all right, cool. When do you think we'll, since we have Xboxes, when do you think we'll get PlayStation 5s? And it's that argument where I'm like, I don't think we're going to get them early. I think we're going to be lucky if we get to touch it early. Because I think, yeah, eventually they have to do, you think they have to do something. I can't believe, you're talking about the Japanese influencers. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe they have not hit everybody up. And I'm, and I'm not, I don't mean us, and I'm not trying to say, I'm impressed. I, don't, I can't believe that there hasn't been the, hey, IGN, GameSpot, hopefully kind of funny, whatever. Big sites, big personalities, whatever. Mm-hmm. Come to... Foster City. If you're in New York, come to this loft we have. We are sanitizing everything. You'll come in. You'll play for an hour. Then you'll leave for 30 minutes. We will sit there and clean everything with Lysol disinfecting wipes, and the next group comes in. Like The fact that we are less than a month from launch, and outside of the Japanese content creators, outside of Travis Scott and Jeff Keighley, no one has used the DualSense. 
No one knows what that is. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Now, with the Travis Scott, he only had the controller. Come on. He didn't have the console. He still touched the DualSense. <laughs> I'm counting. I'm counting. <laughs> that, that, yes, yes. But the console, no. No, at all. And so you have to wonder what their plan is. Because at this point, it's like, man, yeah, there should be hands-on. I would have thought there would have been a, hey, we're bringing you a Pelican case that we will leave outside your door. It's already been disinfected. You play it. Then you put it back out. We pick it up. We disinfect it. And we move it to the next house. Like, they haven't done that even. So you have to get into this thing of like, are they really just going to build to on November 12th? They want everyone turning this thing on at the same time. And does it matter? No, but does it matter if there's previews of it? Not really. People are going to buy this. They're sold out. That's the problem because it's no matter what they do, people are still going to buy it. But here's the thing. As a fan, does that make you comfortable to pre-order a console not knowing anything about the console just because you're a fan of the of the of the brand? You know, so that that's the thing that I, I don't know. I'll, I'll put a pause and just wait until like later this year or early next year and then I'll buy a uh, PlayStation 5, you know? Yeah, like, that's a fascinating point, right? Because yeah, like what does the UI look like? And you know, all, you know, all these different things. I think again, Xbox is in such an interesting position this generation of we are the pro consumer, we are the pro gamer platform. You know, we are making moves because we we want to be the best place to play. And they say that and I think they, they talk the talk and they walk the walk. And I think mm-hmm. putting it out there that early and be like, this is how confident we are in the box that you can hear from people having great experiences with it already speaks a ton um back to this uh, system update though what i appreciate about it is what i talked about on ps i love you uh and it's trimming the fat of playstation 4 and the playstation.coms and the apps you talk about bloated with assassin's creed are so bloated and there's so much stuff on there that just doesn't make sense and doesn't add anything to the playstation ecosystem and if anything i think detracts from it as you have to click through a million things to try to get where you're going the idea here that they're removing event creation in private communities i think that's great like i understand that we i think there's two kind of funny private communities that i created when they launched the thing i made them i set them up and then never touched them again after the first three weeks because yeah, all it is yeah. it's a message board that is like you can't keep track of anything it's just everywhere yeah i think um I tried out too, and we we created a, a group there too from <clears throat> for our listeners, and it was cool. But here's the thing: like, I haven't used that in in so long, you know. Yeah. So I, I'd rather. It, I think it's a good thing that got removed, man. You know, so and, and, I don't see this as a problem at all. Exactly, and in, in boiling the apps down to as few apps as possible, also mm-hmm. a great move. Because again, like, it's so ridiculous to use the PlayStation app, and then if I want to message somebody, I have to go into a different PlayStation app. <laughs> it's like yeah. get it as centralized as possible. Yeah, yeah, make it easy for everybody, man. I think this yeah. genius move. Genius, genius move. Now, speaking of what's going on with these first parties, we have another wrinkle to that Microsoft GameStop deal. This is number three on the Roper Report. Of course, last week there was a partnership announced between GameStop and Microsoft, where Microsoft would be supplying back-end solutions, uh, giving GameStop uh, you know, the Office 365 suite, having him use surfaces. And then on top of that, it wasn't news because they already said it, but again, there is the fact that GameStop would be able to do the Xbox all-access pl- plan, right? Where you'd be able to pay in installments to have your Xbox. Today, Domo Capital on Twitter wrote this. Today, GameStop confirmed with Domo Capital that the agreement with Microsoft includes revenue sharing on all downstream revenue, parentheses, i.e. digital downloads and digital content from any device that GameStop brings into the Xbox ecosystem. GameStop now meaningfully participates in digital. This is such a businessy, weird thing to have written out. You're like, okay, whatever. But to think of the ramifications of it, that's when it gets interesting, right? Of I saw somebody on Twitter put it out, and I was in the I saw this from the Reset Era thread. The idea that like now GameStop has a horse in the race in terms of when you walk in, if you are hemming and hawing between systems of like, well, why not get Xbox? On top of the fact that it's a great place, I'm not saying this is like insidious, but also the fact that I'm sure. Retail is driven by commissions. GameStop is a company that clearly needs a boost in the arm. Microsoft's already helping them out, but to get this in there and have people saying, "Oh, well, I, you know, we recommend uh, Xbox," I think that's a really powerful move, whether it's used for good or bad or whatever. Danny, yeah, well, this part about the digital downloads and digital content, I think that also has to do with Game Pass. Ooh, they don't want to. Microsoft doesn't want to lose that relationship with retailers. Sure. Because more and more people are subscribing, and that means less sales. Yeah. You know, so if they could do this, I think this is going to be a good thing for for the company for GameStop. You it's know? Uh, well, no, and that's the thing. If I can, uh, Benjamin Barry wrote into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Hey, Greg and Danny, regarding this partnership between Microsoft and GameStop, 
My question is, what are your thoughts on this? How impactful do you see a move like this being for both parties? And more importantly, do you think Reggie is going to pull off helping save GameStop with baller moves like this? I don't know how much Reggie was involved with this. I'm sure Reggie being there and all, you know, Phil Spencer and all these different things, like there's a lot going on. But the impact for both parties, I think, is so interesting, right? Where Microsoft, again, talking the talk, walking the walk. Game Pass is their future. Game Pass on every screen you own is their future. However, the retail relationship is still so incredibly important. There are so many people who still go to the mall, go to the store, walk in and buy and have questions and all these different things that there are window shoppers. And for gaming to be as big as possible, you do need those outlets. We always talk about digital and we always talk about Amazon. We always talk about uh, us sitting at home doing this. But there are so many people who... Like you know, the grandma and, and the mom thing of going in and not knowing which Xbox to buy, that's a lot of a BS to some degree. But there are a lot of people who walk in and do go, oh, well, my son loves video games and I know jack shit about them. Like, what do I do? What do I get? How do I do it? And if you don't have that and you had to go online, you Google that answer, that question, there's a million different answers. Yeah, and I think also is we also got to think about people that had a, have a, a data cap at home from the internet. Yeah. They yeah. can't download a 50 gig game or call of duty is like what over 100 you know so yeah they'd rather just get a disc at a store instead of using data from from their internet you know so i so, think that's good yeah so again this is smart business for both xbox and gamestop and again i think xbox really thinking two steps ahead on what they're trying to do because it is that idea of like yes mm-hmm. please make you know please uh, help us sell xbox units and on the back like you're saying right we will still you know we're I, still doing this with you to help you be there because we need you and you need us. I do have a question. How about the those games that they sell and they rebuy them again, GameStop? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that actually do that. Is that going to affect anything from this this partnership with uh, Microsoft? Because remember, GameStop gets a hundred percent from that. No other no other publisher gets any type of income when it comes to that. When they sell the, yeah. the game back to them. Well, and that was our that was our uh, the industry's biggest fear, right? When I came on, it was this idea that buying used was actually going to stunt the growth of the video game industry, that it was going to stop people. You know what I mean? Infamously remember uh David Cage when talking about heavy rain, and I forget the numbers, but right, he had said something to the effect of like, Oh, well, you know, we sold five million units or whatever, but if you look at trophies, seven million people have them. Like that's two million uh, sales we missed out on, and it's not a money grubbing thing as much as it is worrying about profitability and worrying about people reinvesting and you know how big of a hit your game is and obviously as we've moved on and the years have gone by and digital distribution has become such a thing you see it flip a bit right where it is Mm -hmm. now GameStop on the ropes and are we completely ready to push off from them no but one day they will be so they have to be smart and they have to be hungry and they have to be ready to make moves too Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of back in the days when Blockbuster started renting uh, games, and I think yeah. it was Nintendo was against that, and they even took them to court. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> so, like, so, so I mean, but this this solution of having digital game that's like one hundred percent profit for the for for Microsoft or PlayStation or Nintendo when it comes to like their uh, first party games. Um, but when it comes to third party, they'll get a percentage too from that. But that's why they they rather people buy more the digital side. Oh, totally. They're, they're they're getting more money from from that than, you know, when you buy a used game at the store. I Man, I always well, tell people, do not personally for me. I don't like buying used games because I would like to support the the you know the creators that worked on these games and you know and the developers and stuff. So um, I rather support buying the actual game, digital or physical disc, not used uh, games for me. A hundred percent, yeah. And I know that's something I've said, and it's. Such a hard conversation to have because I think so much of kind of funny and uh, I'd like to think Greg Miller is, hey, learn from my mistakes. Hey, in mm-hmm. uh, college and junior high, I was saying this fucking thing and I didn't know what it meant. And that's I'm I'm an asshole for doing that. Learn from my mistakes. Don't do that, young person. Mm-hmm. But I do remember distinctly being the kid in college, right, who was just trying to make it by. And it was that you went to GameStop and I would trade in whatever I had to buy the newest thing. And if they had it used, I would pick it up used. And like it is that sliding scale of how do you justify that? So for me, it's always like, yes, if you have the disposable income, if you have the ability to buy new, do it. Because again, yes, it is so important. And I think as we continue to grow up and hopefully knock on wood, everything goes right. You have more income for frivolous purchases like entertainment and video games. It is that thing of why I love digital where, you know, yes, I'm lucky enough to get so much stuff free for review. But then it is that thing of when I do buy something, I'm always buying digital. I can't remember the last physical movie and or game I bought. Yeah. Yeah. 
Same here. Same. Here. But you know what, Greg? Too. I, I always I always promote Xbox Game Pass because people think, oh, it's a free game. Yeah, you're downloading games from the service, but when you download and actually play these games, especially like from indie developers, they get a royalty from that too. Think of yeah. it as oh, yeah. like think of it as like when you're streaming a song on any uh, streaming service like Apple Music or, or Spotify, something like that, or when you're streaming a movie, Amazon, Netflix. The people that worked on those movies, those companies, they get a, a, a royalties from that too. So don't sure. think of it as like companies are losing money every time you download and start playing these games on on like a service like Game Pass. Well, for me with Game Pass, and correct me if I'm wrong. Again, you're more dialed in. I thought I thought you were paid up front and you didn't get a royalty on downloads afterwards. But there might be separate deals. But I thought it was you got a big check or and you got a check. I don't know how big it is. Yeah. If yeah. you were PlayStation Plus or if you were Game Pass. Yeah, and, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Regardless of the fact, even though I think that's what it really is, usually the argument I hear from developers who have done the game pass is, mm-hmm. of course we did, or Epic ex- exclusivity, of course we did this. It got us into the black and paid for the entire entirety of the game we've done so far. Let us hire more people. Let's do all this stuff. But then it's also the thing that when your game is on Game Pass and people are downloading it for quote unquote free, mm-hmm. that is also inspiring sales on PC and PlayStation Four and Switch. And maybe they aren't there yet, but when they do, there is that swell of oh, that's that game I heard so much about. Like it benefits you to sign that check, take care of yourself and each other, and then get it to other platforms whenever the exclusivity's up. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think when it when it's a game like Red Dead Redemption Two. That's a totally different conversation because that's mm-hmm. that's a whole, another level. But when it comes to like a, a developer, an indie developer that just totally their, their first game, I will take advantage of that because your game is going to be highlighted everywhere. People are going to be talking about it. And people are also going to be buying the games on other platforms. So, for example, I discovered Thumper on uh, it was through um, PlayStation 4. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think they gave that game away. I think for, for that was the PlayStation Plus one, yeah, yeah. I think right, so it made me want to buy that game on different platforms. Like I bought it on Xbox, I bought it on on Nintendo Switch because I love that game so much. So see it as like a promotional thing too, man. It's not everything free. I, I think there's different ways how to support these developers too by doing. Hundred. So. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like mm-hmm. how much can you, how much value can you put on making a fan? Like, yeah, okay, they didn't give you the money directly, but the fact that so many people probably played their first Don't Nod game through Game Pass, whether it is, you know, Tell Me Why or whether it is Life is Strange that got put on there. It's like, yeah, now you have that, and now people are paying attention to those developers. Like, think of something like Void Bastards, which is a game that was on Game Pass, and Grounded, which is first party, so it doesn't really count. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, Game Pass is great because it is usually, hey, I'm going to sign up for Game Pass to come in for this big game, this thing I've been waiting for. But inevitably, even when you beat it or if you just let it renew every month, there's that thing of, man, I feel like playing something, but I don't know what. Ah, you go into Game Pass and you look through this library, this endless list of games, and you go, oh, right, this game, Klepek talked about this. Oh, wait, I heard about this in the Bombcast. Oh, wait, you know what I mean? Like, you find this discoverability in a way that when you go to the PlayStation Store, you don't. Oh, yeah, Greg talked about this game. Oof, jeez. Round Guard's $30? No, I'm not going to buy that. No, I, I, I'll wait for it to go on sale. I'll hope it's a PlayStation Plus game. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it the same when the PlayStation 5 comes out? They're going to have a service like that, too, for PlayStation Plus subscribers. There's going to be games. I mean, these are older games, but I would like to see new games in the future be added, too, like in, indie games and so on. So I think totally. that, that yeah. would be awesome for them, too, for PlayStation yeah, fans. The PlayStation Plus collection is interesting because it's totally targeting the people who haven't bought a playstation 4 or mm-hmm. bought it and only played one thing but playstation 5 gets you excited for whatever sequel and now you can jump in and see all these old games mm-hmm. but it is not the same as game pass which is such an exciting here's uh, you know what it feels weekly that there's an update from microsoft of here's what's coming here's what we're putting on there and here's where we're going let alone acquiring bethesda and all of their stuff but i digress <laughs> we're only four <laughs> items into this roper report and we got way more to go and this is a great show danny you got to come back right. um Number four on the rope report, we got Mario Kart Live Home Circuit Review Roundup. As of 9.32 a.m. Pacific time on Metacritic, it's at a 72. Of course, this is the Mario Kart you set up in the real world and have the carts race around, but you still play with your Switch. 
Forbes gave it an 80. Eric Kane wrote, these are the sort of limitations you'd expect, and they never really hampered my experience with the game, though I did find myself wishing I had an underground basketball court or secret bunker. Of course, he's talking about how small your rooms are and how you can only put it into your real-world setting. So how big is your apartment? Something with tons of space and limited light could be a track designer's paradise. Ah, well, I've been planning to replace all our carpets with wood flooring to match the dining room and living room. Once that's done, I can really have a go. Minor setbacks aside, this is a very fun Mario Kart game in its own right. Not quite the feature-rich experience that Mario Kart 8 is, but a very fun, very clever game nonetheless. It's delightful and will certainly be fun for all ages and a great party game for whenever you feel comfortable having parties again. There's even a driving assist mode for the very young, uh, parentheses, or uh, very old players, which will help them navigate courses without having to do much more than accelerate and reverse. Fun for the whole family, in other words. Peak Nintendo. Game Informer gave it a 7.5. Uh, Brian Shea wrote, Despite its shortcomings, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit still brings hours of fun. While firing up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is more convenient and fully featured, Mario Kart Live's unique take on the series is worth checking out for those looking for exciting twists on a well-worn concept. And then IGN gave it a 7.0. Janet Garcia, of course, who was on Games Daily yesterday with Tam writes, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit's mixed reality novelty excels when you have the space and motivation to make your courses flourish. But occasional tech hiccups and clogged wheels are hazards just as dangerous as any blue shell. That said, when I took the time to really lean into the creative challenge building, the creative challenge building a track presented me uh, with, I was often rewarded by having a blast racing on it. Some familiar mechanics get lost in the transition to AR, but this is still an enjoyable Mario Kart game, no matter what roadway I made. Danny, do you have any interest in this real world, world AR Mario Kart RC? No, I, I think this is for more for my nephew. So I'm a huge sure. fan of Mario Kart, but this is not for me at all. Plus, like you said, you need to have the perfect size at home to to do this, man. You know, it reminds mm-hmm. me of like when Connect came out back in the days. There was a lot of people that have like very small apartments. They couldn't really try it out at all. They couldn't play. So I think it's going to be similar to this too, man. Unless you yeah. take this outside somewhere at a park or something like that. So Yeah, you know, I, and I always, you know, I get some shit for it. And I, I never mean it as an insult. Nintendo's great at making toys. You know what I mean? Like they make great mm-hmm. video games too, but I think even their games they think of as toys. And so I'm always totally down to see Nintendo innovate you know, Labo, uh, now this, like, yes, go out there and be weird. But it is one of those things I look at. I'm like, oh man, that's cool. And they were like, do you want one? I'm like, no, I got nowhere to put it. I can't, I'm not going to race it around. Like, I understand what you're going for. I'm glad you're doing it. But you know, that's obviously like you're saying for a different audience, which is fine, which is good, which is diverse for the switch. Mm -hmm. And, And here's the thing too. Like you probably will try it out once. And you're done with it. <laughs> right. And the thing you, you put away till the your nephews come over and they want yep. to do it, right? It's yep. one of those kind of games. Exactly. Uh, number five on the Roper Report is the story that will never die, apparently. Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been raided in Korea. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu. The Game Rating and Administration Committee of Korea has raided the unannounced Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is rumored to be the name of the Mass Effect Remaster trilogy, including Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3. While still not officially announced, it is said to have been delayed from a previously planned late 2020 release to early 2021. I look at the chat to see if I see Jeffy Grub Grub. There he is in the chat, of course. Jeffy fucking Grub Grub is always trying to ruin Mass Effect's parade. Mass Effect, Leg- Mass Effect Legendary Edition is rumored to be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. There's no shock here. For me, the shock is when are they going to announce it? Like, as Greg Miller, the man who hosted EA Play, I remember even before they NDA'd me, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You're going to have this, you're going to have that, and clearly Mass Effect. And then I got the script. I'm like, what the fuck? Where is this game? What are you doing? Well, I have a prediction. This is what I think oh. when they're going to announce it. If this is coming out early 2021, I think the perfect place at Game Awards. Show a trailer. Mm. Announce it there. Clip now, here's this, what's interesting. Clip it if it's true. Clip it. <laughs> if it's yeah, clip it still. And if it's not true, just never post it. The <laughs> other interesting thing, of course, is that N7 Day is right around the corner. Of course, uh, N7 Normandy, uh, n- uh, November seventh, a celebrated day in Mass Effect history. Traditionally, it's cooled off in the more recent years, but in the old days, it used to be a big deal. However, with N7 Day so close, you wonder if this would be an announcement and. Jennifer Hale, of course, friend of the show. Go watch her. We have cool friends. And, of course, Femme Shep herself tweeted yesterday. So, dot, 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 dot. Who wants to hang with the Mass Effect cast on N7 Day? And then used an emoji after that. 
obviously I doubt that's tied to this announcement because EA would have immediately been like, Jen, take that fucking down. <laughs> but <laughs> in seven day is still right there. It is still coming around. We'll uh, see you, what happens. Do you think it makes sense? Game Awards? You think that's what yeah, time totally. is right? I mean, right? I feel like either way it makes sense. Where if it was that, hey, let's, you know, win some points with the Bioware community again and the Mass Effect thing, you could announce it on November 7th and be like, guess what? It's coming January 2021. And that's yeah. not that's not too far off. It's you're celebrating the day, you're doing that. Of course, the same breath. Yeah, I think if you're into a March time frame with it, I would say then yeah, do game awards and have there be like the black thing, Bioware, and then and then have uh, Femshep talking over it. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree with that. So uh, let's get some quick ones before I uh, get on to the rest of the show here. Uh, number six, we have details on that Burger King contest for PlayStation Five. Uh, it's going to start on October fifteenth. They're going to have a thousand PS Fives, lots of games and food you can win as well. Uh, to do it, there are three ways to uh, win. You simply download the Burger King app on, or visit uh, bk.com and then register. There's three. Once you're registered, three ways to participate. Uh, you buy something on the app or bk.com. You buy something uh, at the Burger King restaurant, or you do with the you know free mail-in sweepstakes way. Uh, you got a code you enter in the app maybe you could win a playstation 5 or Sackboy's big adventure or all the other stuff that's going on in there yeah it, there it's, it reminds me of when uh i think playstation was promoting the playstation vita through taco bell right. and xbox was promoting the 360 and even have like some like exclusive burger king games yeah yeah oh, during the 360. come on come on game yeah 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 so uh, we talked enough about it i wanted to make sure people understood the actual synopsis of that we're like are they about to reveal the ui uh, nah, but uh, we'll we'll yeah, yeah go get them i know there's actually a lot of people do win we had a bunch of when they were given a gold ps4s a bunch of kind of funny best friends won those from taco bell so good luck oh, nice nice yeah. Uh, number seven, a quick one. If you're a rock band nut, uh, Harmonix put up a blog post about next gen, and basically it comes down to this. Rock band four and all DLC will work on next generation consoles day one. We believe previously supported instruments should work as expected. Again, gigantic blog post where they're like, here's what we know from our experimentations because they're getting into the, the 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 weeds on what is going on over there or whatever. Yeah. Good. I, I can't believe they're still still working on this game man <laughs> still working hey, on it. i mean that's you know that's one of nuts. the things power to them i like you know what i mean a lot of people invested a lot of money in that i know i did with uh, my 360 version of rock band and then when i tried to download it when rock band 4 came out and i turned on the xbox one and it was like they did piecemeal of how you were getting all your dlc it was such a pain and we played it one night and never turned it back on yeah yeah same here same here and then your final one a fun one. If you're driving your car and you haven't seen this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to pull over to the side of the road. Look at the YouTube version. Kevin, can you throw up the link I put in there? Uh, this is number eight on the Roper Report. Uh, Steve from Minecraft's Smash Brothers victory screen makes it look like he's got a boner. Now, does he have a boner? Is this his penis? No, oh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know if I can not. show this. this, this you can. This like is a video game. This is a video game. This is a video game. Don't, don't worry. Know, this is man. not, to be clear, not his penis. This is I mean, a piece that looks, of meat. That looks like his, that looks. It does look like his bad. wiener. It does look like his wiener. We're all, we're all, that is true, but it is not his wiener. That is, in fact, just a, a piece is of it, meat there. It's a piece of meat. He, yeah, because, you know, you, Minecraft, wanna, you think that's the phrasing that you should go with? I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it here. Okay. Just calling it like I see it. That's okay. how it is, ladies and gentlemen. So there's your laugh it's of the day. It's a big old piece of meat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Big old piece of me standing at noon. You know what I mean? High noon for yeah, Steve. This, He's very, very excitedly one. No, don't. Kevin, first off, you're playing a dangerous game. Why you're would you scroll down on this I don't know. I don't know. I'm a tweet? child. You know what I mean? Like, I get bored. <laughs> uh, no, it's not his pickaxe. It's one of the, the, the he has a healing item, uh, and that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, he does. Item, right? it's, it's me. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was your palate cleanser. That was me easing you into saying, hey, you know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there to be part of the show, but of course, you can go there to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be uh, to help pay off high interest credit card debt unlike other lenders upstart can reward you based on your education and job history that's a great idea i wish the loan i took out a long time ago did that uh, in the form of a smarter interest rate you don't need a degree or a diploma to apply though 
Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check out your rate. Uh, Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, and you should be one of them. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Our next sponsor is DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Uh, You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while the dining rooms may be closed, they're still open with delivery on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, 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 and the Cheesecake Factory. True story. We ordered cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory last night. We got the Oreo cheesecake because Jen insisted I would try that. And then this uh, cherry uh, chocolate Giardelli one. And then, of course, I ordered some Buffalo Blasts because you got to get Buffalo Blasts if you're going to Cheesecake Factory. Right, Kevin? Yum, yum, yum. Buffalo Blasts. Thank you. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Yum, yum, yum. Buffalo Blasts. Andy, if you're watching, that's a shirt now. Uh, Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES. That's $5 off your your order and free, uh, yeah, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and use the code GAMES. Don't forget, Code Games, $5 off your first order with DoorDash and zero delivery fees with the app Code Games. And then finally, it's Bespoke. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal boxes of awesomeness. It's a collection for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Tim's been using this. He has a bunch of whiskey glasses that I'm very jealous of, but he refuses to share and says, I should just go to Bespoke Post. And I say, no, give me your stuff. Uh, Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads uh, for when the temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only $45, but has more than $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code GAMES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code GAMES, for 20% off your first box. Danny. Yes. I'm excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Kevin, oh, sorry. Just well, a, a, well, sorry a, there. Buffalo <laughs> Blast right there. Yum, yum, yum. Whoa, Buffalo Blast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Danny, I'm excited for the next time Kevin DoorDashes me some Buffalo Blast, but that's going to be so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, Partisans, 1941 on PC. Kevin, stop it. It's in my ears. Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 on Xbox One and Switch. Uh, Visual, the longest night on Switch and PC. Shadow Gangs on Xbox One. Oe Shanbara, Origin, PS4 and uh, PC. Uh, Return, One Way Trip, uh, Xbox One and PC. Frost, Fire, Planet on PC. Eternal, Return, uh, Black Survival, PC. Cube Escape Collection on PC. Biscuits 3 on PC. Hidden Memory on PC, Burger Joint on PC, Plague MD on PC and Mac, uh, Baking Bustle PC, uh, the Collage Atlas is on Apple Arcade, and then 
From patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, Charles Jacobson writes in and says, Greetings, Greg and Danny. Just a little heads up for out today. Warframe's first wave of ensmallening hit Xbox and PlayStation today, which means Xbox went from about 64 gigabytes to 31.2 gigabytes. PlayStation went from 41 gigabytes to about 22.6 gigabytes. If you haven't been following this, ladies and gentlemen, Warframe understands their install is too big. And so they were like, we can end small in it and make it smaller for everybody. So they're going through and doing that right now, which is a great move and one many other people should look into. Uh, Charles concludes, it's not a major content update, which usually get a PlayStation blog post, but they deserve a shout out for doing great work with this. I agree with you, Charles Jacobson. Great job, Warframe. Yes, yes. And you know what, Call of Duty, you got to do the same thing too. Jesus <laughs> Over 100 gigs? That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new dates for you new dates for you rusty spout rescue adventure is on xbox one on october 21st and switch on october 22nd sniper elite 4 is coming to the nintendo switch november 17th uh chris tales is delayed till 2021 and oceanhorn 2 comes to switch october 28th danny yes we ask fans of the show to write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can get the show ad free and with the post show you're about to do with Tim Gettys as I have to get I'm the one running a stream and I have no idea what I'm doing after this uh, to write in with the questions and all this stuff but also squad ups today's squad up comes from Lego Jedi Lego Jedi needs help on PlayStation and Xbox on Xbox they are Lego Jedi all one word on PSN they are Lego Jedi 2. They got scooped on that one. You got to get on your names fast, everybody. All right. Uh, Lego Jedi continues. Looking to build KFBF into play some next generation games with. I play at a regular times due to working in hospitality. So whilst in Australia, KFBF from all over the world are welcome to add me to game with. I play most genres of games. If you just like to play games with an Aussie named Lego Jedi and or Lego Jedi 2. Hit up Lego Jedi on Xbox or Lego Jedi 2 on the PlayStation Network. That's really cool, man. Really cool. <laughs> we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, Legend Hunter 32 says, Earlier in the show, Blessing Adeoye Jr. was referenced as a fake Halloween fan when he is, in fact, the Halloween king. Their source is Spirit Halloween. And that hurts. Just letting you all know. You think it's all fun and games? It hurts. Oh, boys and double. I got inspired, though. <laughs> all right, you Greg. Too. You too, Danny. You too, Danny, huh? It's all good. Uh-oh. Yeah, Greg, great. there all you go. Greg. Another, 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 another shot, man. Drink. Nothing Greg, like drink, man. Drink. Just respected drink, in my drink, own home. Drink. Right here. <laughs> just want to just, you know, the one thing I love, you know? And that's the thing is if Blessing loved anything, I could get him. What does he love, Kevin? What can I take from Blessing? I think Donkey Kong, maybe? I don't know. I don't... We, we, didn't, we haven't I don't worked together that long, you know? I barely see him. He certainly didn't like my sister's place, so that's that's sad too, right? You yeah, know I mean? yeah. We're gonna get him on something. I don't know what. <laughs> uh, Boris and Double Zero adds, uh, "This isn't a your wrong, but I'll allow it today, which I know then screws up your wrong for the rest of life." But says a note, a note about the GameSpot stop story. Microsoft is also closed basically all their retail stores earlier this year. It's mm. a great point. That's a yeah, great that's point, a point that there aren't Microsoft point. stores in the mall anymore. So you got to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot about that. I think they have it as like an experience. You just go in. Yeah, and... but I think there's like three in the world now. Yeah, one of them is here in New York. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then Nanobiologist says this. Modern Warfare is now over 200 gigabytes as of July. That's too much. Good Lord. That's too much. I feel bad for those that had data caps. Yeah, I know. I do too, yeah. and I just ignore it and then have to pay through the nose for it, but whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, thoughts and prayers for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Who's your Who's your internet provider? Do you not have it? Uh, Spectrum over here. Ah, in the yeah. You don't get the monopolies over here. You can't uh, get Sonic, baby, yeah. all the way. Woo! They don't do it here, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, in well, place. you know. Maybe we competition, man. Need competition. Make it. I know. Oh, I know. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's your show. Uh, remember, of course, this is Hispanic Heritage Week here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Tomorrow, it's going to be Blessing and Sancho West. We'll see. 
Blessing, you know, has these new teeth. So he uses it, you know, first off to get sympathy, then to steal things from me, and then sometimes just not to come into work. So we'll see. Uh, and then Friday, it's me and Elaine Gomez. Uh, remember, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's not over yet. If you go to patreon.com slash games, we're going to be doing that post-show, Tim and Danny. Uh, Danny, you fucking killed it today. I mean, I, you're, you know, you've been podcasting for nearly two decades. I don't need to tell you you're good at this, but you were fantastic today. Yeah, you you know what? Uh, at the end of the day, is is the vibe, man. When you have when you get along with 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 your guest or, or co-host, it will create a lot of great conversations, man. You know, so yeah, that's true. That's what, that's what I love. I love the, uh, about podcasting, man. You know, like with Paris, uh, we we debate all the time. We talk even when we have conversations on the phone. We always end it like, man, I wish we could record it, man. Hey, why were we recording <laughs> this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. give us so good. Uh, so where good. can people keep up with you? Yeah, you'll find me on uh, GamertagRadio.com or on Twitter, Godfrey, uh, G-O-D-F-R-E-E. And also, uh, we have a lot of uh, viewers right now from Dominican Republic. They're watching this. So, saludo a todo el mundo allá en República Dominicana. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You can find me, GamertagRadio.com or any podcast platform. Sorry like we said, you're on the Kind of Funny podcast right now. It's available everywhere, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, and then, of course, podcast services. But we are happy to announce this week, you will be joining Alana Pierce and Snowbike Mike on the Kind of Funny X-Cast as well. Uh, of course, Saturday, 6 a.m., the new episode of the X-Cast going up with you guys. Can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, that's going to be three three episodes this week, man. That's a record. I'm work here. That's it, guys. Should we fire Blessing and hire Danny? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, came in here in peace. <laughs> I came here in peace. Just to show love to, oh, just to, show love to, to Blessing, man. Nah, it's too late. Blessing knew what he was doing when he did this. You know what I mean? It's over oh. for him. Kevin, for agreeing with me, you get a gold star. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where, of course, you can get the post show Tim and Danny are about to do. Remember, of course, you can catch it live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, where I'm about to stream um, Second Extinction with... Uh, Andy and the other guy. I forget his name. It escapes me right now. You say the uh, word, I'll remove him from the Google suite. You know what I mean? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that was. Oh, like he wouldn't get emails anymore? Email, gone. You know? Internet, oh, gone. I know everything. Oh. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, and then YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. Consider supporting on other platforms. And no, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Google Drive, gone. You know oh, what I mean? Google Everything. Sure. Sheets? Huh. Yeah, right. <laughs>